1: has won
0: the the Toronto
1: yes the Toronto whoever the hell they are apparently they were the champions last year yeah Uh, they have won yeah so um yes I think since I've now thrown my support behind the MLS that um suddenly they're like doing the best they've ever done
0: this is what they were waiting for
1: you're welcome, MLS. It's... Now that's it. I still don't know what the name of my favorite team is. But...
0: So wait, why did you pick Atlanta? Uh,
1: I mean, they're kind of like the closest one to us. <laughs> I, I don't really like Washington DC as a whole. That's fair. Um yeah, and they have a really cool looking jersey. Okay. And I didn't want to be I didn't want to be too big a shithead so I like LAFs too. Mm. I didn't want to be that guy.
0: Yeah,
1: I mean, I guess I had a minor love affair when Stevie G played for the Galaxy, but you know, that was never meant to last. I mean, until they get left in.
0: So I was about to say, I figured you would. You were just going to wait until 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 God Himself came to our shores.
1: Well, you know, stuff I've been listening to. They've been talking about it, and I was like, well, what the hell? (laughs) So, and apparently, the guy who's the man who I can't remember what their name is. Um used to be the manager of Barcelona. Really? I think so. Like I said, I'm a big fan. I I'm, I'm really I think it's Tana Martino.
0: Gerardo Martino, yeah.
1: Yeah. Hmm. And they yeah, play in that new I, Falcon I Stadium, in style so yeah, have the Mercedes Benz done. Yeah. And I'm a huge fan. So, obviously, I know what I'm talking
2: about. mm mm-hmm.
1: And they have, like, two guys I think I've heard of them before. <laughs> so.
0: I actually think Spurs have a player on their team. Um, oh, for real? Uh, who is this? One of the good guys, obviously. Um,
1: sure. I'm a huge who... fan. I've broken it down. Yeah, obviously.
0: Um... <laughs> Actually, Brad Guzan is on their roster. I did not realize that. Uh,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah, that, that was the other thing I think that made, them, uh, made no. them sympathetic in my eyes. And then, like I said, they lost 4-0 the other day. So, <laughs> good job, Gooser. Don't worry, is- he was only directly responsible for, I believe, two of the four goals. Uh, who is...
0: I am not recognizing any of these names. This is super weird. i thought They've
1: got um, a young guy. What's his name? Um, Andrew...
0: Wheeler Almanu?
1: Um, no, he's like one of the young hotshot, or maybe it's Josh. I can't remember.
0: Because that's kind of who I thought it was, but I'm not seeing anybody on this active roster for on their Wikipedia page.
1: Um, it's not
0: Greg Garza.
1: Like I said, dude, I'm a huge fan. Um, They've got that ginger dude. Josh Sargent? <laughs> Josh Sargent, that's it.
0: Huh, he's not on the roster. No, Sargent went to... Uh...
1: Maybe he's in Germany now, right? Yeah, he
0: went to uh, Werder Bremen.
1: That's right, that's right. We'll see it. I'm a huge fan of how they're uh, Players to Europe.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, boy.
1: That was sweet, kid. I know that. They kind of look, um, look like uh, AC Milan with, like, gold. Let me
0: let me see if I can look at uh, their 2017 roster. Um do 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 Anton Walks. That's who it was. That he played for them last year on. Uh, he was he was really good. Uh so yeah. Alright, that's great. I'm glad <laughs> I just spent the first 10 minutes of this podcast talking about Atlanta.
1: Huge fans are huge fans. Gotta
0: we gotta get back to Atlanta, right, Rick? We gotta. We gotta go back.
1: We gotta go back and bury Coral. Not coral. Oh. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Spoiler alert. If you didn't watch if you didn't watch the episode from two weeks ago, spoiler alert. <laughs> for, those you,
0: for those of you who still watch The Walking Dead and didn't didn't get shoved we into We're a Walking Dead house. For those of you who didn't get shoved into the meat grinder or led into it, I guess, as sometimes it happens. Oh, that was mm.
1: that was somewhat disturbing. Hmm. The be- the best part of it wasn't then whether well, it was when um Bayer Belt. It was just like these mounds of like uh like like pink slime looking meat. Mm. Just coming out. It was it was great.
0: That's pink slime meat is is definitely a description that has been used to describe the Afford Affair podcast before. Um, certainly now that we have reached the two hundred episode mark, I do believe we are just like Zombies being led to a trash compactor to be put out of our misery by our one benevolent leader who is still left and not talking like a stupid fucking art student anymore.
1: (laughs) Hello and welcome to the Afforded Fair Podcast. It's our, it's the bicentennial episode.
0: Yeah, it's just like the Atlanta Olympics. Welcome. (laughs) It all comes back together, man. Uh, welcome. Welcome. Does
1: that mean, I'm going to get really inappropriate. No, don't,
0: don't, 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 don't even. No, reset it. Are we gonna bomb
1: it? No, no, we're not.
0: <sighs> ah, I'm Edward Green. He's West Bradshaw. You should probably know that by now. Uh, welcome, welcome to the podcast. Uh, as always, podcast is presented for some reason by NGSC Sports at NGSCSports.com. Oh. We never stop. Thanks just you like
1: NGSC, we love you guys. Just
0: like we never stop making incredibly inappropriate comments, and by we I mean mostly my co-host. Um, we are going to get into a uh, big Premier League weekend. Uh, of course, we also have Champions League week to recap. Uh, second legs took place this week. Uh, the first set of second uh, legs took place this week. So we'll get to those. Uh, we do have news and notes, a watch for, and maybe the tiniest dash of So Raw if we even get that. But who knows? We'll, we'll have to wait till the end for that. Um, but first, Wes, as, as always, we go in chronological order to the football of the Premier League. That's where we're starting this week on Saturday. Matches we're not really going to talk about. Uh, sank to Sun. He's been freed by Everton, and he scored a goal. And then and, and Allardyce said, no, we can't be having any more of that. And so he had Burnley score two more, so Everton would lose anyway. And that was the final of Turf Moor, Burnley to Everton, one uh, Chris Wood with the winner there in the 80th minute for Burnley. Um, I, have
1: at... a, I have a great uh, teaser. I have a great Everton-related stat to come mm. later in the show.
0: Oh, I can't wait. Um, it'll, be, it'll be a great drop in there. Um, actually, I might even know it. I don't know. Maybe I don't. Um, the other matches. Uh, Leicester. Does it,
1: does it pertain, to, pertain to Liverpool's Champions League run?
0: No, no, it does not. So then i you don't ooh, know. exciting. Uh, Lester gets a point at the death, and it was it wasn't even death. It was literally a zombie because four minutes were put on the board, and somehow Riyad Morez scored in the 97th minute. So that was, ooh, that was that was zombie Fergie time. He's still alive, right? Yeah, that's it was, fine. It
1: was like an extra long episode of The Walking Dead. It was like that hour and a half.
0: It was the hour and a half. You'll never get back. Uh, Josh King, uh, a penalty for Bournemouth in that one as well. Uh, But yes, Leicester with the big goal from Root Ariad Merez to stay level there. Uh, Southampton and Stoke drew nil-nil. It happened. Um, Tottenham. Gets a 2-0 win over Huddersfield. Uh Hyunman Sun with the double in that one. A goal on each side of halftime. Uh, a couple of amazing Harry Kane assists, especially for the second goal, picking Sun out. Uh, just one one day, one day he'll stop being a one season wonder. It's gonna come. Don't you worry. Also,
1: one season it will happen.
0: Hyunmin Sun. Maybe the best player we haven't really talked about this year in the Premier League.
1: You know, I was making the own argument with my best self today as I was sitting here watching the Champions League. Um, Hyung-min Sung, arguably the best South Korean to ever play in the Premier League. Even though he will not take credit for that, he says Park Ji-sung. Mm. Hmm. Hmm. Park Ji Sung played uh, on some really top United teams, mm-hmm. but you know, he was more like a specialist guy for Fergie. Yeah. It's like, Fergie was like, oh, I, I'll play him against these certain types of teams, because I know he'll do a great job, and when he played, he was really good in that respect. hmm But Sung, Sun, Hung Ming Sung, Sonny, I'm just calling your guy Sonny. For That's me. fine.
0: That's what we call him. It's fine. Yeah.
1: yeah. I'm just calling him Sonny. Um... I mean, this dude has turned into kind of a, oh, huh, yeah, they got this guy to, uh, holy shit, you know, this is this is your third best player, maybe,
2: mm-hmm.
1: behind Kane Erickson. And, you know, he, he seems like he's just as important as out of a Yeah. So, I mean, he's really turned into a, an integral key component for uh, for a top four Premier League team, so – uh, yeah, I, I've just been really impressed with him as this season's gone along. Especially, he just and obviously we'll talk the Champions League match today, but he's, to me, he certainly didn't disappoint today at all, or do anything to hurt himself. But uh, has really turned into a top top player for Tottenham.
0: Yeah, a, a permanent fixture in the starting lineup now for Tottenham, and uh, and that's saying something considering there there was a bit of talk before the season that he he would be gone in the summer in the summer transfer market from last season and uh he stayed on he he kept fighting uh he had he took his chances and he's he's been taking them all season a, a very very good season in the making for young men's son um very very impressive um Watford beats West Brom 1-0 Pardu down whoever's the coach at Watford up. uh Troy Dini with the goal there in the 77th minute Big goal for Watford as they try to stay in that top half of the table. Um, Swansea absolutely dismantles West Ham. 4-1, another South Korean on the scoreboard. This one for Swansea. Seung Hyun Ki with the goal just eight minutes in. (laughs) They're sunny. Uh, It's a sunny day. Uh, As as Swansea gets four past West Ham. Mikhail Antonio, the only scorer for the Irons on the day. Big, big win for Swansea as they look to keep afloat in a tight relegation battle. Um,
1: And and as you said, I think literally any team who's below eighth place in the Premier League, Mm -hmm. every win at this point is a big, big win.
0: (laughs) It's very true. It's it's very compact down there at the end. Um, All right. Well, Wes, I think we've kind of gotten to the point where now we actually really want to start talking about the next couple matches. So let's start Anfield corner. Let's just go in chronological order um, with maybe the easiest one to talk about. Uh, Liverpool 2, Newcastle 0. Rafa's homecoming. Uh, not a victory for him. Uh, Salah with another goal uh, on this amazing Premier League campaign he's having. Uh, as well as Sadio Mane. Oh, that guy's still there. He scores also uh, just 15 minutes after the halftime restart. Sorry, 10 minutes after the halftime restart. Uh, to get Jurgen Klopp's men a vital three points, and what looked like, up until maybe the last 20 minutes of Monday, a second-place spot going into match week 30. But still, it's three points for Liverpool West, and uh, just just another solid victory on this campaign that may still end up seeing them get second place in the end.
1: Uh, It was a very solid victory on the day. Rafa, not his first match back at Anfield since leaving Mm -hmm. uh, after the 2009 season, Um, but it was the first time that he lost at Anfield as the visiting manager. That's all time. That was uh, Villarreal. That was at Newcastle. That was at Chelsea. Um, The places he's managed at Anfield since uh, leaving Liverpool. Um, You know, one thing about Newcastle – I don't think I don't think any of us were too concerned
2: mm-hmm.
1: against Newcastle of, offensively. You remember the match back at St James Park? They got kind of this shocking goal that led to the draw that day, mm-hmm. and in this Newcastle tested uh, Loris Karius once and pulled really a world class save out of Karius. I mean mm-hmm. that was. That's probably the top save I've seen. Lawrence <laughs> Carey make making a Liverpool shirt. It was absolutely fantastic. But other than that, really no threat going forward. But what Rafa Benitez is so good at is taking a team that doesn't have the talent of who they're playing against. Mm-hmm. As I heard someone say, he can he can set up a team better for a draw than maybe anybody. Sure, and that's not that's not even against Rafa. You know. yeah. I mean, when you look at it, his attacking, they may have the worst attacking talent in the Premier League. Yeah. And exactly. right now, I mean, there's still a good chance they're going to stay up mm-hmm. <laughs> with literally no investment from the yeah. owner, no idea who the damn owner's going to be. I mean, just everything going wrong around Newcastle, and there's a good chance they're going to stay up. So you got to give Rafa Benitez a lot of credit this season. Uh, if they finish 17th or higher. And for Liverpool, it was it was a win they needed. Liverpool were in the were in a spot where they could have been caught looking ahead. Two huge matches, obviously, mm-hmm. since Saturday, uh, the Champions League second leg, which you know, was pretty much done and dusted. We'll talk about that a little more later. But obviously, the big one coming up this Saturday, as they're traveling to Old Trafford for the match that could determine who finishes second in this league. And not only that, it's it's a huge match for Liverpool in terms of uh, mentally in terms mm-hmm. of their psyche. Old Trafford for a long time now has been a, a real tough spot for Liverpool. to go and win in the premier league. Um, I mean, so much so that, you know, we, we know all the times we won at Old Trafford in the premier <laughs> league and we celebrate those. Um, I can't tell you how many times this this week I've seen Dirk counts hat trick in 2008, <laughs> um, but for Liverpool it was this was totally a match where they could have been caught looking ahead. And at this point, the battle for the championship is done and dusted. You know, we know City's going to win the mm-hmm. championship, so you know second place is about the best thing we have to look at right now. And it's kind of cool because it's Liverpool and United. Mm-hmm. It's it is the yin to the yang of the English game. <laughs> I mean, literally, you can't get much more different than these two teams. Oh, yeah. And then you add to the fact that the fan bases absolutely despise each other. <laughs> uh, and it's the most storied rivalry in England. So here you go. You know, match day 30, you're getting near the end of the season. Two points separate these squads. Um, for the last two weekends, Liverpool have won their match, gone second, and stayed there for about 24 hours. Uh, and, and United have had to respond and come in and get it. This time, actually, 48 whole hours. Mm-hmm. Um, we were in we were in second place. Um, I think I think it's actually maybe kind of pick their game a little bit because here's the thing: Mourinho's not going to tell you you know, playing. You know, we're playing hard for second place. And Klopp's not going to come out and say, "Yeah, we're playing hard for this." But I think at the same time, both of these guys understand their fan bases enough mm-hmm. that it is a bragging right. Um, it, it does mean a lot to the fans. United certainly don't want to let Liverpool jump them uh, and finish second. Liverpool are always looking to try to finish ahead. United. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, that's that's just how these two are. And also, <clears throat> with you know, we talked about it before. We talked about the arms race. You know things like this. If you, there are a lot of players that United and Liverpool are probably in the same, uh, are shopping in the same store for. And I mean, it might be something small, but if Mourinho can go to a guy and say, hey, you know, why do you want to go, <laughs> as good as they thought they were last year, we still finished above them. Mm-hmm. Same thing for Jurgen Klopp. You know, hey, you know, look at this United who spent all this money. Hey, we were better than them. So, you know, those are the little things. And just relative to the Newcastle match, Liverpool had two matches they could have been looking ahead for. Uh, Instead, they put their nose to the grindstone in what was not a typical, beautiful Liverpool display of a win. They go, they get the 2-0. It was a nasty, windy day in England. It's been very cold over the last few weeks in England. Yes, it has. Um, Liverpool wing got the win. They they calmly got their three points. And just in the progression of Liverpool Football Club under your Klopp, these were always the matches that we feared as mm-hmm. Liverpool. You know, it was hey, it was never we, we were never scared of City. We were never scared of, you know, playing Tottenham or playing um or playing Arsenal. Hey, we knew we'd be fine once, you know, those games got going. Mm-hmm. But what really freaked us out was oh god, they're gonna come. I is going to be playing for a draw. We're not going to be able to score, and we're not going to be able to get down. My God, we're going to have ninety-seven percent possession, and yeah, and, and we might get beat on a counter attack mm-hmm. this season. Since a few early hiccups, that that has not been the mo for Liverpool. They've they've done a really good job, and the reason they're in this battle right now for second place where they are is because they've taken care of a lot of their business at the bottom of the table. Yeah, there have been a few slips. Obviously, there was a draw to Newcastle, you know, draw to uh, West Brom earlier in the season. But Liverpool have gotten so much better against these teams at the bottom of the table. And that's that's the that was the logical next step that Liverpool needed to take in the progression. So, you know what, a not-pretty 2-0 win over a team that might get relegated at the end of the year, man, I will take it. I will take it every single day of the week. And now we get to get ready for a huge matchup at Old Trafford.
0: Well, there are teams who would gladly take a 2-0 victory against a oh, team yeah. that might be going towards the relegation zone, even if it's not pretty. Oh, yeah. One of those teams would be Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> That's you how...
1: Know, you know, Whenever you bring up Arsenal, I feel like Ron Swanson when he's happy.
0: Yeah, put on the red polo. It's that time again.
1: Exactly. Get the red polo. Give me a nice big plate of bacon and eggs. Mm. Uh, uh, and a, a lovely...
0: <laughs> that, plates, that plate's for 16 people. Did I stutter? Oh. Brighton and Hove Albion 2. Arsenal 1. In 7 minutes, Brighton and Hove brought their secret weapon. Lewis get dunked. Then Glenn Murray added a shocking second goal in the 26th minute. And right
1: England's Glenn Murray. England's Glenn Murray.
0: You're exactly right. England's Glenn Murray. He's he's England, he's the leading English striker in the Premier League this calendar year, I believe. I believe actually now. So that's that's pretty impressive. Uh, now, multi-million dollar signing Pierre emerick Abomayang came through in the 43rd minute to get a goal back. For Arsenal, but they couldn't manage a second one in the second half, and and that's that's where we are with Arsenal now. They, mm. mm. all right. So
1: uh, do, do we ha- do we have a sponsor for this week? We don't. We, we... <laughs> this this week in Arsenal. Who wants to hear about the uh, stories coming out of the Gooner camp this week?
0: Oh man. I, like where it's should, funny because we
1: begin. Every everyone's pissed off because of Yang and uh, yeah, and Mkhitaryan are coming in making a lot more money than mm-hmm. oh, everybody except of course uh, Mesud Ozil
2: mm-hmm.
1: because he's making more money than everybody. Team leader. Uh, speaking of Mesud you guys know he's like my favorite punching bag. Absolutely. Those eyes, those eyes—they're they're sticking out like I put a beating on him over the left, <laughs> which I have. Has anyone noticed how, since he signed this huge contract, he has completely reverted back to the lazy sack of shit who does nothing? Weird. Weird.
0: I, it's like he should he be in the NBA or
1: something. So oh, my God. This guy, this guy's, God, he's Mark Lipke. A man after Stefan Marbury's own Walser. heart. He's Brady Anderson. And he, he had a hell of a career year. He got the huge contract, and now he's just like, all right, I'm good. It, that's actually that's harsh on Jeff Blauser and Brady Anderson. Injuries curtailed them. Yeah. yeah. No, this is just this is just This is just mesodosal shit. This far is far from my NC State brother.
0: Yeah. This is this is how it ends. This is how it ends for Arsenal, not with a bang, but with a whimper, somewhat, I think. And this <sighs> is and, and now we have stories where Arsen, like there's a trust that came one of the Arsenal trusts. Fan groups or whatever comes out, and it's like over eighty percent want him to leave at the end of the year. And Arson's like, "No, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay and see on my contract." Because I remember, I, I remember reading this, and I remember our conversation last week when we're like, "Oh yeah, yeah, no, the board's gonna give him a chance to resign, and that'll be that, and and that's just what's gonna happen." He's like, "No,
1: no, yeah, contract."
0: Uh, mm.
1: I mean, there's just there's so many things that have just all shot on this, and let, let's put this to a quick vote. Sure. Uh, amongst the amongst the all the hosts of the Foreign Affairs Fair podcast. Sure. Who wants to see Arsenal reel off of nothing but wins the rest of the season? Just because a they're not catching they're not catching the top four, and b. It'll make it that much harder to fire Arsene Vinger when he's won nine straight matches at the end of the season.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm I'm all for uh, that.
1: And they would t- and they would take United out. Uh, they did, they did okay. have a match with United. I want Arsenal to win out this season. <laughs> and and also lose in the Europa final.
2: Oh yes. Yes. That's
1: their only I just want to lose the Europa final, win every other <sighs> Finish fifth. Oh man. And Arsene season they said, "Well, you look at the end of the season. We found our form. This is what we can take into next season as we go when yeah. I come back as manager."
2: You're very
0: positive in oh the last time of season. Oh my really? God!
1: People be hmm. It would be magnificent. Wow. Uh, what, what else is there out of the locker room this week? Um, oh yeah, uh, reports have emerged. <laughs> <laughs> this was my favorite one.
0: Is this the uh, crying Everton, one?
1: Everton want us. Everton want to fire Sam Allardyce. <laughs> nice yep, it's another good one. But here's the thing: as I heard someone say, you know, uh, uh, Everton think that Vinger is the man to save them. The problem is, Vinger still thinks he's the man to save Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's just there's so much good stuff. And then when you look at the people who could be replacing, uh, if he leaves Arsenal, one of the first names is Brendan Rodgers. <sighs> I mean, I can't make this up. Literally every day, something great happens in this whole saga. Well, and every that, single day is a new story.
0: There was also the story about the players only uh, meeting that was held, where some were on the verge of tears, and and they're saying that we we need change and all like, was, oh my god, oh my oh, god, it's it's great. I
1: mean, it's, it is absolutely magnificent. And then he goes on this rant about trousers. Yeah. And still and trying to figure that one out. When you're hours. naked when you're naked, you put on a shirt and it brings your outfit after the loss. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, the gold mine of trolling right now. And there's no one better at world football to troll right now than Arsenal Football Club. Uh, I mean, if if you don't like Spurs, I guess you could go to Spurs today. You know, PSG's popular to pile on right now because they've spent over a billion pounds <laughs> and can't get to the semifinals of the Champions League. <laughs> or the quarterfinals. Uh, yeah, you know, ba- ba- basically they've spent a billion pounds over the last five or six seasons, and they've gone as far as Leicester. Yeah. Um. I mean, there's so much going on, but right now the gift every day that keeps on giving is it's Arsenal. And the and the side dish is Everton. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean these two are so great right now, um, and there's just so much, and and it's only the beginning of March. We still got two more months of this fun to go. It's
0: it's so exciting. And
1: so so everybody everybody who hates our, pulling shirts, um, root 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 for the Gunners, <laughs> <laughs> folks. False hope is the greatest thing that. Or that uh, Arsene Wenger can, o- can offer you right now. False hope that 2018-2019 would be different. Yes, it will be different because you'll finish sixth instead of the fifth if you win all your matches this year.
0: <laughs> oh, suck. We're going to move from the club that everybody's trolling right now to the, the club that might have a manager who is legitimately in-team right now and for those of you who don't know what the phrase inting means uh, it comes from the, the esports world and when you're when you're in an online game and and one of your teammates gets frustrated and they decide to just run towards the enemy team and let themselves get killed over and over and over again as a, as a means of frustration or or trolling that is what we know as an intentionally feeding or for short inting and that's what Antonio Conte is doing right now at Chelsea. And it is amazing. I mean, uh, to, 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 to have your, your multi, multi, multi-million dollar signing from striker and, and your big winter signing, who is also a striker, both start on the bench against the champions in waiting when you were struggling to get back into the top four on the road, and you play your best player question mark as a false nine. Mm. Mm. I, I, I... Conte is a very smart man.
1: There's a, there's a group of Premier League managers this year who I think are just seriously... I think they have their own WhatsApp like, <laughs> chat going, and they're like, uh, fuck you, watch what I can do this week. <laughs> Your names are Allardyce Vinger Conte. <laughs> uh, oh, man. And, and every once in a while, Jose Maria just... Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> he oh. Said, hey, don't forget me. <laughs> and sorry,
0: of course, Manchester City beat Chelsea 1-0 on a Bernardo Silva 46-minute goal just after the first second half restart. And of course, I believe I was going to save this for news and notes, but I can mention this now. And Nizar who's also been in the news a lot lately, which is just great, uh, said he believed Chelsea did not play to their strengths in the game. Uh, He said, quote, When you leave the pitch, you have the impression that you've ran, but that you haven't played a game of football. That's a pity, he told members of the Belgian media after the game. We could have played on for three hours, and I wouldn't touch a ball. Only at the end, it went better. In the last 10 to 15 minutes, we had more possession, but we should have tried to do that all game. I try to jump toward the long balls. I played today against Nicolas Otamendi and Aymeric Laporte. It's not easy to win duels against them. Which, again, Morata and Giroud, Giroud especially, who's known for his meaty French forehead, might have been a better choice in this matter. So, I, I'm i not saying Chelsea would have won, but it's, it's head-scratching, to put it mildly.
1: I want to know what... Um... I want to know what Conte's buyout is. Excuse me, when they fire him? Yeah, and I want to know if there's some reason that if he gets fired during the season <laughs> he gets a bigger <laughs> after the season. Because <laughs> damn it, he's going for it, man. Yeah, uh, just another match. And okay, let, let's let's go ahead and throw this out there. I believe the reason that Conte went with the formation and the tactics that he did is because he knew he wasn't going to be able to keep the ball against City. Okay. Um, I mean, you look at I mean, City are a possession-dominant team. Pep Guardiola, they are possession-dominant. Uh, Chelsea... You could have put Morata up front. I don't think. I don't think it would have made a difference. Let's just put it that way. Okay. I don't think it would have made much of a difference.
0: Probably uh,
1: because Chelsea were never finding themselves in the position to throw crosses into Morata. Mm-hmm. Um, City set a Premier League record in this match, completing nine hundred and two <laughs> passes. Uh, Gundogan himself, I think, hundred forty seven by himself, Mm -hmm. which is another Premier League record. Um, I I mean, they were just phenomenal on the day. They they played possession football as absolutely perfectly as it could have been played. They got their goal, and, and they cruised on to a win. Chelsea, with the loss, are finding themselves quickly falling behind in the race from the top four. Especially when you look at the form of the three teams, basically, because basically you're playing four for three right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, because Arsenal's done, it was you know it was always five for three. Now it's four for three. Arsenal are out of it. Um, and United, Liverpool, and Tottenham don't look like they want to lose anything right now. Obviously, there's going to be those matches where you know something's. Somebody's dropping points, Liverpool or United or both. Mm-hmm. Um, so so something's going to get there. But Chelsea suddenly find themselves five points out of fourth, mm-hmm. seven points out of third, which puts I believe, nine points out of second. Correct. Uh, they are quickly falling out of this <laughs> round. And like I said, the three above them are all in form, and Chelsea are seem to be imploding from the inside. They play their Champions League match against Barcelona next week,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and there is a chance that could do it for Antonio Conte. Mm-hmm. There's, there. I think there's a more reasonable chance that that could be it. At the worst, if they just get played off the field and don't even look like
0: right.
1: And with the way you would say, well, you know, Conte will understand that he'll be ready to play. I don't believe in Conte at this point <laughs> to do that. You know, like I said, I don't know if he gets paid more if he gets fired during the season. <laughs> but there is something going on. Obviously, Conte, he's not going to be back next year. I think I think mm-hmm. you can put your house on that one. He's not going to be back next year. He wants to go back to Italy desperately. Um. It seems like he's losing the locker room more than a week. Um, when, when the players are in the press questioning your tactics. Yeah. I, you know, hey, here's one Here's one difference to him. You don't hear the Arsenal players questioning what is he doing. Mm-hmm. It's it's just obviously a grease fire there. But with Chelsea now, I don't mean your best players in the press, like I don't know what the hell we're doing. Mm-hmm. Does this guy know what the fuck he's doing? Because I don't know what the fuck we're doing. And obviously it's not working. Um Chelsea are just Chelsea are fascinating at the moment. Um you know, Arsenal are fascinating and like watching the Titanic. Oh yeah. Because it's sinking. It's just how fast <laughs> is it gonna go down? And how many people are gonna be on board when it goes down? Uh Arsenal are more like our story kind of like being in a national forest and seeing a few blades of grass starting to burn. And it's like, okay, you know, is somebody going to put this out or is this going to be on the news for the next two months? Yeah. You know, when it becomes a massive wildfire, wildfire, <laughs> unfortunately we're kind of moving toward wildfire range here. Oh yeah. So it is not pretty. Um, it is somewhat fascinating. And is. You know, for the two of us as Liverpool and Tottenham fans, we're just kind of sitting back going, "All right, keep it up, big guy. Hey, <laughs> hey, don't stop till you get enough." There you go. There you go. <laughs> Dude, you, you show, them, you show them you're committed to doing what you want to do, sir. You're doing great.
0: Love, love the work, Conte. Uh, love the trolling. Yeah,
1: loving it. As a Chelsea fan, I, I, I don't know, I don't know whether, I don't know who to be pissed at if I'm a Chelsea fan. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know who to be pissed at, but it is obviously going all wrong in Chelsea land right now. Um, London, London as a whole right now is just in a funk. Mm-hmm. Just in a funk.
0: And, and the last team that is part of London in the funk is Crystal Palace as they fall to Manchester United 3-2. to
1: They're managed. they're managed by the funkiest of them all. <laughs> Funky boy
0: uh andres Townsend, notable tottenham hotspur legend did get things started well in the 11th minute as a deflective shot uh deflected shot beat david de Gea, and then patrick van anholt got a second one for palace in the 48th minute and the eagles were flying high but then chris smalling pulled united back seven minutes later Romelu lukaku he only scores against big teams now he got he got the equalizer maybe with a bit of a handball, in the 76th minute. And then Nemanja Matic doing his best Victor Wanyama impersonation with the goal in the 91st minute on a howitzer that he got full booted from outside the box to make it 3-2 United and get United a vital, vital three points on the road. Because, Wes, as you mentioned, for, for a while there, Liverpool looked like they were going to be starting this week in second place. And then United made the big big comeback on a night when everything could have gone wrong for them. They they did find a way and they they did make the comeback.
1: Um and, and even you know even if Magic doesn't go in if it... mm-hmm. so I mean yeah they beat it. Um Manage, like you said, doing his best when y'all have impression. Hey, if you're going to score one goal on the season, make it count, right?
2: Yes. <laughs>
1: make, make it a goal, at so if you're going <laughs> to um Crystal Palace, I will give Crystal Palace a ton of credit in this match. Mm-hmm. They're just not good. Yeah. Um, and, and then their best player is Wilfred Zaha, and he's hurt Mm-hmm. And if you look at the numbers without Zaha, they're averaging maybe half a goal per match
2: mm-hmm.
1: and haven't won a match. They they haven't they haven't gotten a result without Zaha in the side this year. Mm-hmm. And here you are playing Manchester United. Um I thought they were they were about as good as they could be. That second goal by Van Anhalt mm-hmm. that was that was just them that was play and totally switching off. You know, there was Mourinho – I think Mourinho at first was pissed about it because, you know, he's Josie. <laughs> but at first he's like, wait a minute, what the hell? And then it was like, oh, no, they did everything right. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you, you can't complain. They just – they took it quick. Van Anholt was flying like a missile. They put it perfectly on there. And then he beat the hail with a really good yeah. finish. Now, that's the thing. I, plenty of guys can get in that position, and then they're going to fuck it up. They're going to scuff it. They're going to kick it over. He goes near post, freezes the hand. When the, there were people who so, said, oh, who, who got beat near post? There wasn't a thing in the world he could do with that.
2: There
1: mm-hmm. wasn't a thing in the world he could do. So, you know, 2-0 up. Oh, Ed, I somewhat blame myself here because I was in the process of writing you a great text message, <laughs> complete with a picture of Roy Hodgson. And literally, as I'm about to finish the last scored the first goal and I was like oh shit let me delete this <laughs> so you did not get my fantastic smarty uh text that I was that I was ready to no I got it. a
0: text much later after the, after hey, the yo, third goal <laughs> um
1: but I mean really give it to United man United did what they should have been doing the whole match true they finally started to put them under pressure Mourinho and his tactics, which are obviously always <laughs> in question, um, to me that was an issue. Why are you sitting back against Crystal Palace on the road? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but, but he keeps doing it. Um, when they finally switched on and they came forward, they were by far the better team. I mean, it wasn't even close. Um, I was I was really thinking that uh, Palace was going to be good value to come out of there with a draw. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Madich just hits that screamer. All I can say is, at least it was Madich and not little shithead. Uh, suddenly forgot his name and can't. Herrera? Uh, no, not Herrera. Herrera's not that. Bad. Um, uh, little cool. you know, Pogba's best friend. God, Jesus, uh, Lingard.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs>
1: God, I gotta hate Jesse Lingard passionately. <laughs> Um, so at least it wasn't him beating them. Um, but you, you can make an argument that, uh, uh, Lukaku handled the ball, but at the same time he was there, he did what he was supposed mm-hmm. to do. He finished, um, you know, I thought United, United deserved their three points. I just, I, I didn't think they were going to get them, Yeah, but they did deserve them. So give it to them. And really, I mean, that sets up uh, that sets up the big one this week. That sets up in these parts, it's Duke Carolina, down south it's Alabama Auburn, up north it's Red Sox Yankees. It sets it all up, man. It's Liverpool United and it's not the league title on the line, but it's second and there's a shit ton of bragging rights with it.
0: And and obviously both these teams, one just coming off a Champions League match, one going into a Champions League week to secure right. their spawn to the round of eight. Both have a lot riding on this game. Yeah.
1: And also, you know, you look at the one coming out of the-
0: mm-hmm.
1: it-, it didn't really matter. Yeah. I mean, Liverpool were going through. <laughs> uh, unless unless something cataclysmic happened, which it didn't. So you know, Klopp was able to make changes. Uh, Van Dijk did not play. Uh, Salah made a, a little cameo at the end. Um, Liverpool are lot and ready. And United have to look at it as we need to be, but also we've we've got a we have a much closer Champions League tie that we've got to take care of. Oh, I can't remember. There's this Tuesday or Wednesday, probably uh, Tuesday because everybody's out to get Mourinho.
0: Yes, it is. Yes, Tuesday.
1: Yeah, I think he's already complained about that. So. Awesome. Um, yeah. <laughs> so uh, you know, United do have a little more to play for. That end. So we'll see what happens. I truly believe that as much as it's going to get him killed by the home crowd if they don't win,
2: Mm
1: -hmm. I think Josie's going to set up deep. He's going to play nine behind the ball and Lukaku up top by himself try to hit Liverpool on the break.
0: And that is the match that will start off match week 30 of the Premier League. uh, 7.30 a.m. at Old Trafford. It is United v. Liverpool and we'll see who comes out of that with the points. Uh, At 10 a.m., you get Everton, Brighton, and Hove, Newcastle, Southampton, West Ham, Burnley, West Brom, Leicester, and Huddersfield, Swansea. And at 12.30, Crystal Palace travels to Chelsea to see if they can take advantage of a team in crisis at Stamford Bridge. On Sunday, speaking of teams in crisis, Arsenal host Watford. I believe Watford already won... The reverse fixture earlier in this season and they'll be looking to do the double on the gunners at the emirates at 9
1: 30 and then the marcy, marcy <laughs> and
0: then at noon oh, uh bournemouth uh hosts tottenham at the vitality and then monday night football on nbc sports uh, 4 p.m 4 p.m with a time change stoke hosts manchester city so do remember folks uh if you're listening in america uh Fall back, you know, spring forward. So you lose an hour of sleep this weekend. Sorry, sucks. Um, as we look at the table. Well,
1: guess what? Because I have to work nights nice this weekend, that means I get Saturday night. Woohoo! hoo um,
0: <laughs> Excuse me, as we look at the table, Manchester City still leads uh, by 16 points over United. United are two up on Liverpool in third, uh, Liverpool are two up on Tottenham. Um, and then Tottenham are five up on Chelsea for that fourth place spot. Chelsea are eight up on Arsenal in fifth. And uh, again, the close race we're also looking for, as it, you know, seventh place might be a European spot. Burnley is still three points up on Leicester. Burnley's also just five points back of Arsenal. Just saying, you never know. Um, and then as we look at the bottom. Sean,
1: Sean Dyesha may be uh, auditioning for a job, by the way.
0: He might. He, he, he might be. He might be moving up by moving down. Uh, as we look at the bottom of your heart, the relegation zone. Southampton currently sitting just one point clear in 17th place. Crystal Palace and Stoke both a point back in the 18th and 19th places respectively. West Brom eight points clear of safety. They need to get it into gear and get into gear quick, but it doesn't look like it's going to happen. As the baggies look like they're going to be taking. The drop at the end of the season. The
1: only, the only in gear they need to get truck move them mm. They're done. Rough.
0: Big rough. Uh, all right. So we take our attention now to the Champions League, uh, where we have second leg action uh, for the first teams that played. Uh, let's start with the easy ones. Uh, Manchester City suffers their first home loss of the season because because of course they did yeah. uh, Even they even lost it in a game where they scored first through Gabriel Jesus he is risen I guess <laughs> uh, he scored in the 8th minute uh, but Basel give him credit they had literally nothing to play for at that point being 6-0 or 5-0 down on aggregate um, having lost the first like 4-0 but Mohamed nusi sure he scored in the 17th minute to make it 1-1 and then Michael Lang picked up the second in the 71st minute. So, um, you know, not that it really mattered. Although, I mean, except for the goalkeeper where they played the great Claudio Bravo, Man City played a pretty decent side. Not not a great side, but a pretty decent side. Um, so so pretty, pretty interesting there. But Basel may go down as the only team to beat City at home this season somehow. So... Good on you guys. Uh, Manchester City do advance um, on aggregate 5 2. Um, elsewhere, uh, Liverpool West, as, as I like to say in my Premier League reviews, they drew 0 0. The game happened. <laughs> and, that, and, that, and you'll just have to trust us. It,
1: it was there. Hey, 90 minutes went off the clock in Liverpool. Now, Ed, I teased you folks with it earlier. Who's mm. ready for your set of the day? I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. Liverpool have played ten Champions League matches this year. Don't forget they had to go through Hoffenheim to qualify mm-hmm. out of uh, as the fourth place finisher last year. Mm-hmm. So Liverpool have now played ten Champions League matches. They were clean sheet was kept in this one. So they have scored in nine of their ten matches. Mm-hmm. Follow me. We're mm-hmm. good. Liverpool have scored 34 goals in the Champions League.
0: That's impressive.
1: Everton have scored 33 goals in the Premier. League.
0: Oh, oh. <laughs> oh man! Almost, almost triple the number of games. Oh boy! Oh,
1: oh. oh, Will that? Oh boy! Oh, that was that was my step. Liverpool have scored more in nine Champions League matches than Everton have scored in their entire season. Oh, Suck it, you blue shite! not great uh no as for Liverpool we mentioned earlier five changes um nobody no got hurt to, I, dude no, I, I swear that was the most uh nerve-wracking 20 minutes of my life watching Sala run around and look <laughs> freaking great off the bench <laughs> <laughs> uh was just don't get hurt don't get hurt don't get hurt. nobody got hurt Whew, life's good Liverpool looking good um Karius kept another clean sheet. That's good for the psyche. Um, Loris Karius trying to say, look, guys, y'all don't need to go. <laughs> <laughs> you got me. And by the week, that's kind of like, well, okay. I think he's got a, you know, we talked about not Miguel. That's a huge test for him this weekend mm-hmm. to see. Okay. All right. Let's see what you got, big guy. And then also with this quarterfinal draw coming up, uh, you know, because there obviously the chance is now getting better that you know, you're know you going to get a big-time team in the quarterfinals, maybe the semifinals. We'll see what Loris Karius has, but he is definitely um, auditioning to try to keep that number one uh, shirt for next year.
0: He certainly did, and he did a good job in this Champions League uh, tie, not giving up a single goal to mm-hmm. Porto. Uh, all right, two the Parc de Princess, where Real Madrid gets by PSG 2-1. Uh, that is a 5-2 on aggregate victory. Uh, PSG did have a moment where they were able to kind of come back as Edinson Cavani somehow scored in the 71st minute. That only made it 1-1, though, on the day. And uh, Perry, Saint-Germain were almost done. Marco Verratti also got a red card for descent in the 66th minute. So that was... That's always good when you do that in the Champions League, um, and and so Real goes through five two as we mentioned. And Wes, this is this is tough for PSG because I mean this was this was one of like the three or four teams coming into the group stage where I'm like they can win the Champions League, and they do get a little bit unlucky with their draw in the round of sixteen. That Real Madrid finished second in their group and they have to come here. They get a little unlucky that they lose they their best player due to injury for the second leg, but I mean, they just got beat and that's all there is to it.
1: Well, I mean, you look at it. Come- this is a Real Madrid that is like 20 points adrift in LA. Mm-hmm. This is a Real Madrid who, yeah, they're on their way to the quarterfinal and all anyone can talk about is how they're going to completely clean house this summer because they're so pissed off with how everything's gone. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is Real Madrid that has issues all over the place. And and here's PSG who, you know, yeah, they lost Neymar, but you know what? They got their ass kicked in the first match without Neymar Mm -hmm. or with Neymar. So, you know, don't give me that. And and by the way, how many clubs in the world can, you know, can just say, oh, well, we got a player injured. Hey, and help Di Maria, come out here and, uh, (laughs) you know, take care (laughs) of us. Di Maria scored 13 goals in 2018 thus far. Across all competitions, I mean, he's that that is literally as good as anyone mm-hmm. can pull out of their back pocket, yeah. And to me, I, I was, I I'll admit, I watched more of the Liverpool match, I was just kind of waiting for things to kind of happen at mm-hmm. the, the PSG match. But when I flipped it there, I mean, it just they were dis PSG were disappointing to me, very it's like they looked. It looks like they they look like they walked out there hanging their heads. And I'm looking around, and it's like, oh, my God, look at all – I mean, you are one of the most talented teams by far in the world.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And just because you – like, Oh, we only have a front line of Mbappe. Co- <laughs> Jesus Christ. So uh, th- there are issues – um, Unai Emery, I think, is all but done. There. Yeah. I don't see any way they're bringing him back next season. You know, it's going to be interesting to see who they bring in because, I mean, who's the big name out there that you're going to replace him with? And you know, Mourinho has signed an extension at United. I don't see Conte leaving Chelsea and going to PSG.
2: Mm.
1: I think Conte wants to get back to Italy. Uh, I mean, you know, Ancelotti's out there. Experiment that didn't work out. I don't, I don't know where I don't know where they go right now for PSG.
0: I think that they're, they're basically uh, a Pochettino or bust. I I don't because I'm and, with
1: and see, and I I don't think yeah, I agree. I don't think Pochettino. Uh, from everything I've heard, the only place Pochettino leaves Tottenham for is Real Madrid. Mm-hmm. And this is as a guy who obviously was a good player at PSG. I don't think he sees the value in going to PSG.
0: Sure, I don't. I, I agree.
1: I mean, I mean, hey, look, he he got he just did better in the Champions League. I guess you could almost say he did better with Tottenham. Yeah. Than what PSG did. I mean, God, he was within a goal of getting. They just got wiped off the map. I don't think. I don't think. I don't think he leaves for. PSG, and uh, you know, there's unrest obviously in the locker room. Is there a rift between Neymar and uh, and Mbappe? There's obviously you now. I think a lot of this you can give to Cavani. I think Cavani did a good job to you know shut that down earlier in the season between he and Neymar. But you know, he and Neymar aren't hanging out. <laughs> Yeah. You know, Neymar is a. It's just, it's a real study in what a club, you know, in a club basically selling their soul for a player. Mm -hmm. Because PSG have basically sold their soul for Neymar. Yeah. I mean, they've given him uh, ungodly power. He's got, it's like he has, it's like he has the say over the coach. And I think that's going to be something that's going to happen. The next manager is, and they're going to have to give him that to try to keep him. Um, This this whole thing about him now wanting to rid that—that's not helping any. I mean, they're going to win League but Mm -hmm. I mean, big deal. That's for them. League is like that's the basement.
0: Yeah, they'll at win this point. they'll win the domestic treble and, and that's fine, but it's not what they want. It's not what they no. desire at this point. No. And I gotta be honest, I think I think two of the three of Cavani, Mbappe, and uh Neymar, two of those three are gone at the end of the season. I don't know which, but I that's I believe thing. two yeah. of those three are done.
1: And that's the thing, you look at it, Neymar and Mbappe, I mean As a, your PSG, Mbappé chose to come to PSG mm-hmm. over going to Barcelona, over going yeah. to Real Madrid. I read a great story about Mbappé. Mbappé embraces being French. Mm-hmm. He embraces the fact that he wants to win and win big for a French club. Mm-hmm. These are things he wants to he's, – he's, what, 19, 20 years old? Yeah.
2: How,
1: how can you give up on that? to try to keep Neymar happy. I mean, you said it. They sold their
0: soul. They sold their soul. And if they did it once, they'll
1: do it again. And I mean, look, you you know, I I love, Hmm? still can after he left Liverpool, (laughs) Felipe Coutinho does not replace Mbappe. No. Once again, the fact he's 20, the guy cannot legally buy a beer (laughs) for another year, at least. And you're you're willing to kind of give that away to keep Neymar heavy. here? Neymar is the ultimate prima donna, and I'm not a Neymar hater. No. But he's a massive prima donna. Yeah. Um, I mean, he wants everybody to bow down. I just, I don't think, I almost wonder if anyone will ever win big with Neymar being your best player. Mm-hmm. You it's know, a fair he, question. He's, just, he's ultra, ultra talented, but I mean, this is a guy who he's ripping this team apart. I, I don't know where Cavani goes. Oh, I mean, shoot, Cavani will have plenty of suitors if he leaves. I mean, I'm sure Arsenal would look. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, hey, Chelsea always needs a striker, right? Hey, there you
2: go.
1: I mean, how I many? How I many do they not play at this point? <laughs> uh, I mean, there, there will be somewhere. That's a thing for Mbappe for Cavani. There will be somewhere to go, and mm-hmm. there will be somewhere great to go. I just, I think for those two in particular, it would be disappointing for different reasons. A for Cavani because you know Cavani's kind of, I mean he's been the big dog. You know he, mm-hmm. you know he came in, he swallowed his pride to play out on the wing for for Zlatan, and it, you know, Cavani's just he's always done a job for it. he's always been. Good. And apparently he's beloved in Paris. The mm-hmm. fans love Cavani. Like we said, Mbappe, I mean, this is the future of French football. Mm-hmm. This is this is basically a hometown kid. And I just, I think they're almost, they are shooting themselves. Cavani's one thing. I think they are shooting themselves in the face if they sell Mbappe.
2: Mm-hmm. I agree.
1: I mean, I, th- I think that could be the Decision that could just, I mean, I don't think it totally brings them down. Mm-hmm. I, I just think that could be like a decade defining moment, mm-hmm, <laughs> a certainly. decade long defining moment for multiple clubs. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, if he ends up at Madrid, <sighs> Barcelona, God, I mean, the thing is with Mbappe, Chino a certain number of places you go from PSG when it's not the fact that you can't play at that level.
2: You
1: know, I mean, you go to, you go to rail or you go to Barcelona, say maybe, you know, you go to Manchester city or something like that, or you, but I, I don't think he, I don't think he fits the United mold mm-hmm. as a striker. Not that they wouldn't love to have him because he'd sell a shit ton of shirts. I mean, maybe City, but just, there aren't a lot of places that he to. Mm-hmm. And to have that guy on the market a season after you had this coup as PSG to keep him. I mean, you're, God, and the World Cup summer. Yeah. Jesus. God, this, this summer's going to be more exciting than the season. It's been a good season.
0: It's it's crazy, oh it's and and we're gonna have to take a look at that. But that is that that is a team that is gonna have a lot of questions to answer, despite the fact that they're probably gonna finish the season with three trophies. That they're 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 looking at overhaul. You said Real is looking at overhaul this season. Anel Maria, he might be gone. Marco Verratti, he might have played his last Champions League game for for PSG. We don't know. There's there's gonna be a lot a lot to discuss. About PSG once we hit the summer, and like you said, with the World Cup, the time to deal is going to be heavily truncated this year. So it's going to be very, very interesting. And,
1: and you throw in the fact that um, the Premier League shutting the window early. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's kicking in. Holy crap! It's going to be going to be this summer's going to be amazing.
0: It's going to be toy. All right, let's go. Toy. To- like a tiger. <laughs> toy toy nubs. All uh, right. Let's go to the final match of the week. Um, Tottenham 1, Juventus 2. Uh, Juventus advances 4 3 on aggregate. Uh, as we mentioned, Youngman's son with another goal in this match in the 39th. He got Tottenham off to a 1 0 lead. Um, and, and Tottenham really, really with the better of it for about the first hour of the match. Uh, Juventus, however, made a few substitutions. And then uh, Gonzalo Higuaín and Paolo Dybala showed their class with goals just three minutes apart in the 64th and 67th minutes to get Juventus the the lead. Uh, Tottenham came back with multiple chances, including a Harry Kane header off the post that almost still went in uh, to get Tottenham an equalizer. But instead, they will bow out in the round of 16. Um, and an an unfortunate loss for them. Um, but, and you know, this is, this is practically all say, um, everybody will rip them to shreds and that's fine. Do it because I guess that's what we do in England. We, we absolutely eviscerate people because that's what we do. Um, it hurts. It, It sucks that they lost. They are absolutely for being the better team for an hour in that match. They absolutely should have found a way to win. That should not make these guys hold their heads in shame. They 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 did not give up. You know, we, we talk about PSG, we talk about Chelsea, we talk about Arsenal. These guys were fighting till the very end. And they they have nothing to be disappointed in the way they played and the effort they gave. Could they have won? Absolutely. And it should hurt like hell. But I, everybody's gonna rip apart this Tottenham team, and I, I just won't do it. I, I know I'm. I know I'm a Tottenham supporter, but I can't do it. Like I'm sorry, I won't.
1: Um, I, I don't. I don't believe that with stage and you're a team that's in this part of the Champions League. I don't think you can point at injuries and say, "Well, this." Um. That said, I think the the fact that Toby Out didn't mm-hmm. play. Um, I think that was very key for Tottenham because I think mm-hmm. that's where Tottenham failed today was sure. at the back mm-hmm. um, where Davidson Sanchez is a fantastically talented player and I think he's going to be a fantastic player mm-hmm. for Tottenham um, or whoever, wherever he may end up in the future. He's going to be a fantastic player. Uh, I, I think he just got worked a few times today mm-hmm. by by a couple of savvy been there done thats and, you know, a guy like Higuain and uh, Paolo DiBala. <clears throat> um, Serge Aurier is another guy, fantastically talented. But shit, Serge Aurier has a fuck-up in him a mile wide. hmm And I think, I just think these, you know, ben, ben Davies, I'm not totally sold on Ben Davies as a level fullback. Mm-hmm. um and I think as far as Vertonghen I think Vertonghen I think you really see the best of him when he's without a sure and for that reason I, th- I think that's what killed I think that's what killed Spurs today. I think that back line had a few mistakes in them a few times they shut off especially on the Dibala goal mm-hmm. I thought they I thought they switched off for a moment um yeah, ali Moreno who I'm you know I have massive issues with ali Moreno on the but I think he put it best. When Spurs were up 1-0, everything was great. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly when he scored that goal, I think it was going through Spurs' mind. Okay, 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 okay. We just need to calm down, and if we could just calm down, we can get this under control, but we've got to calm down. Oh, shit, they just scored again. Mm-hmm. Now it's 2-1, and we are fucked. Um, I, I just... I mean, you said they played, they were the better team for I think over the tie, over 180 55 Spurs were the best team. Mm -hmm.
2: Um,
1: But something that we see at this stage and in this competition and in tournament competition the best team does not always win. Sure. The best team does not always win when it comes to this. When it's two legs, when it's home and away, the best team does not always win. Because Tottenham was the best team out there. Mm-hmm. I don't think there was much doubt about it. Tottenham was the better team. But they ended up, um, they got, they got them who has, if anyone other than Madrid has been there, done that.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: It is obviously Juventus. And the thing with Juventus, you know, much like Madrid, they add a guy or two, but they these teams have not had massive overhaul. Sure. They're not, you know, half the team hasn't been here. No, all these guys have been there. They've been through the They've been through these tight matches. They know, and, you know, really, when Juventus get a lead with 20 minutes left, good luck. Yeah. Because and, you're going to need something magical to beat them. Spurs almost got it.
0: And And, and let's be real. That happened in the first leg too, like it's. I mean, they they were down two nil inside the first ten minutes and pulled two goals back on the road. Like I, I, that's why I think like it's it's. Oh god, this first team they're just so they're so mentally unstable and 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 I do think there was a few minutes of that, but I don't think they gave up. As we said, they almost tied it right at the very end. Again, they did it in Turin. Like they they can do it. So I'm just I'm tired of hearing this. Oh, Tottenham, they're mentally weak. Blah blah blah. It's like no, they had two fuck ups in the back line, and that happens. Um,
1: That's soccer. That and it th- just it just so happened that it happened right behind each other. Yeah, like I. Um, and another thing, I agreed with Reno when he said it because I've been um, that Kane ball that hit the post. Mm-hmm. Someone needs to literally stab Eric Lamella yeah. because I, I, somehow all you need to do is sprint your, se- your body into the mm-hmm. you do anything on God's greener to get that ball over the line other than use your hand mm-hmm. I think Lamella was waiting to get a kick on the ball no, run into the ball hit it with your stomach and let it run into the goal, it will be the ugliest and greatest goal of your career mm-hmm. um but, you know, Giorgio Chiellini, who is one of the elite defenders in the world, came out and had this really smug quote after the yeah. 12. That's just. And I, I don't believe that. You know, and Chiellini, don't get me wrong, great player. And in the second half, he was the difference. And mm-hmm. I think he prefers off the board. But you know what? Chiellini was not fantastic through this entire tie. No. Yeah, you know, that. Um. That, that first half, that Sonny goal basically came because he couldn't make a clearance. Yeah. So, you know, I I found, that, I found that to be kind of a statement.
0: I also take um, a little bit of exception to that because, you know, you can say whatever you want for Spurs teams in the past. For, I believe, yeah. every single one of these players except maybe Arie, this was their first yeah. Champions League knockout tie. Exactly. And you, you were in the final last year. You've been to two finals in the last three years. You've in played in the World the Cup. Year, yeah. Like, come on, dude. Like, just, just shut the fuck up. I'm starting to understand why Suarez bit you. Like, I understand it now. <laughs> and now we know why. And now we know why. So I, I, I agree. No. I, just, I, 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 I know sometimes we like when, when athletes speak their mind a little bit. But that just yeah. came off as incredibly condescending after a, uh, uh, especially after coming in a tie when you were when you were second exactly. best. So I don't
1: exactly and well you know Spurs fans take heart in the fact that you know what used to be a thing. Yeah, you know, and just we'll take Clemson. I mean, Clemson was Clemson was Spurs. Mm-hmm. Oh man, they're talented. They're talented. They're mentally, they'll fuck this up. And You know what? Eventually, they didn't fuck it up, mm-hmm. and I, I'm not saying Tottenham's going to win the Champions League, uh, but you know, the, I don't. I don't think this. I don't think this is as bad on that Let's put this. On. I don't think this is as it is. Uh, PSG losing. Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't think this. I mean. I mean, Spurs weren't supposed to win this tie. Yeah, they were slightly favored going into the second leg because of their positioning. Mm-hmm. You weren't supposed to win this tie. I mean, you're the you're the fourth best team in England. Yeah, and this is like the six time defending Italian champion, who, as you said, are also last year up in the champions. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you know what? Hey, Chiellini, you're supposed to kick their ass, and you didn't. It took all y'all had to beat yeah. them. So. You know, get over it. Um, Now, for me, for Spurs, I've got two statements to make. For me, for Spurs, um, I think with the way this fourth place is working out right now, Mm -hmm. I think you're in a fantastic shape to finish in the top four. Mm -hmm. Go for it in the FA Cup.
0: I agree. 100% agree.
1: Go for it. Yes. (laughs) You know, the two teams below you are melting themselves. Uh, Who does Tottenham have left big on their schedule?
0: Uh, I know we have. I know we have City.
1: Okay.
0: Um, other than that, I think we have. I yeah. think we have Chelsea. At, I think we're at Chelsea. Okay. Um, let me see okay. if I can pull up a full schedule here. Um, okay. Maybe I can't do that. Poop. Um, well, I think that's it though because right. we've played Arsenal, we've played uh, you guys, and we've played United. So it is. Well, it's basically
1: way, you're out. You're out of Europe. There's. I don't mm-hmm. think there's any excuse this year. I think you've got a, you've got enough depth to get on two fronts right now. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, really, it's not that many more matches.
0: Yeah, I mean, at this point, it's and, uh, beat Swansea, and then you have two tough matches probably to go, and you win the cup.
1: Yeah, and, and beating Swansea, I don't think you have any excuse on that. Mm-hmm. Go beat Swansea. Go go give everything you have in the Yeah, Because we've said, I think a trophy would be just – I think it would be the elixir to maybe take them to that next level. Um I will say this, uh, purely as a fan, I'm thrilled to see Tottenham out of this tournament. Yeah. <laughs> um, I understand. And I, I will say that this, this is this is the truth for me. Um I don't have any issue with Liverpool playing an English team for the next mm-hmm. week. The one English team I did not want two legs over. First.
0: Now now let me ask you, why why would you and and I, I appreciate you saying that, but why would you rather place place someone like City, let's say, than Spurs? I know I know you beat City earlier this season. Uh, so I'm curious why you would rather play them than us.
1: Um I think City's weakness is at the back.
0: Okay.
1: And I think the reason that they're not exploited as much as they could be is just because most other teams Hey, look at Chelsea. Yeah. Most other teams will not try to go head up and play City. Liverpool may be the only real team in in the Premier League that can go head up and play and play football with City. Mm-hmm. And personally, right now with Virgil Van Dyke, I'm I am more I'm more confident in our defense just because we have Van Dyke. So I think over I think over two legs, I think we could. T- I mean, it might take us beating them on away goals. I think Mm -hmm. Um, United would make me over two legs. A because it is United Liverpool. B Mm -hmm. because Mourinho Mourinho over two legs is going to be difficult because you know what he's going to do. But they're just they when they park the bus, they're so damn tough to break down. Sure, yeah. But yeah, you give me City. I mean, hey, we might lose. But I think I think Liverpool City would, mm-hmm. I think it would be a crap shoot and it would be it would be two of the most entertaining legs of um but I think that I think Spurs Spurs have worked themselves into a good enough position they match up they match up better with Liverpool than Liverpool mm-hmm. um and I mean we saw it this year the loss of I will go to my <laughs> on that draw, but still, uh, I, I don't want to play City over two, um, or City, I'm sorry, I don't want to play Tottenham over two, so, as a Liverpool fan, I, I, think, I think our path just got just a smidge clearer to the Champions League final,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I mean, that said, we might not have seen Tottenham at all, so it might not <laughs> ever matter, but, um, yeah, know, yeah, that, that was a thought that went through my plan Twice in a week. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Well, now
0: we have the. uh, So we have four teams in the quarterfinals. We have Liverpool, City, Juventus, and Real Madrid. Um, Up next week will be the second legs for uh, Manchester United hosting Sevilla, Roma hosting Shakhtar, Barcelona hosting Chelsea, and Besiktas hosting Bayern. And going into the quarterfinals for that draw, there is no more seeding. No more. You can't play a team from your own country. It's every man for himself. Um, When we draw the final eight teams, that will be a lot of fun. Go ahead.
1: And I'll I'll tell you this it could be really. Seven absolute blue bloods of the sport Mm -hmm. in the final eight. Yeah. Uh, Roma Shaktar, I'm sorry, Mm -hmm. but, you know, Roma Shaktar, same oof as the others. And when you look at those other seven. Um, just assuming who's going to go through. Let's just assume United, Bayern, and Barcelona go through. You're looking at six clubs with multiple European championships to their name. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're, looking at, you're looking at three of the most successful. You're looking at three of the four clubs that have won at times, times mm-hmm. in Real, Bayern, and uh, Liverpool. You're looking at United, who has three. Barcelona, who I believe has four. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and and Juventus, who have I believe two, but have just I think Juventus hold the record for losing the most. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, but they're there. They're mm-hmm. all there. Mm-hmm. And, and then City, of course, are kind of the Nouveau Rich, and, and they have Guardiola, who may be the best manager also. all. So. Um, so obviously that means shaktar is going to win the title <laughs> you know but, I, but there is there's a chance for it to just be like you know as they would say in college basketball it's like having duke carolina kentucky and kansas
0: <laughs> in, in in the final four that would be amazing exactly. um and i do wanna, uh, real quick i want to ask you this because it's something i thought about on the way home um from work today and right okay. before we get to news and notes and it's it, something you just said triggered it um what initially got me thinking about this is how many people were kind of slating Pochettino today after the match for, for Spurs or whatever. And then what you just said, is it possible mm-hmm. that the premier league has in the top five teams, the best five managers in the world?
1: Um, I, I, I really rate Zidane. I think Zidane's okay. really good. Okay. Um, I think he gets a lot of shit from his own people, mm-hmm. uh, and and I believe Allegri um, is really good. Mm-hmm. And, uh, okay.
2: You know, uh, Juventus. Yeah.
1: you yeah, Juventus. But I mean, really, any top any top ten list in the world has to have Guardiola, Klopp, Mourinho, and uh, Pochettino on it and you could go far enough to put Conte on there. Mm -hmm. Um, I think you could make a very strong top five with those four, though. I'll I'll say the four in the Champions League spots right now. Mm -hmm. I think you could, a lot of people would... managers in the game right now. All right. Whatever order you want to go in.
0: Yeah, I I agree. I, I have no idea what order I would put them in, but I think that... That is, that is a very strong top four, um, and is probably why those teams are in the top four of the Premier League. Um, so, real yeah. quick on the news and notes, um, we talked about Neymar's injury a little bit. Um, there was the back and forth, Willy, Willy, Wonie, he, Wonie. It was like The Bachelor. Um, he eventually <laughs> did get uh, surgery on his foot. He could be up out up to three months, which could maybe put him out of the World Cup. Which would be kind of brutal for Brazil. Maybe not as much anymore if if Jesus can stay healthy with and with the way Catinho's playing and everything, but that that would be kind of a Sorry. big blow Sorry. as Sorry. Yes.
1: Don't you forget. Don't you forget Bobby Choppers. Oh, excuse me. Don't, who, by the way, has said he's shaving his head bald for the World Cup. Of course. Of course. Hey, clean slates, there, Clean slates. <laughs> Continue. continue with the actual
0: conversation well and as I was gonna say we are, we are as you as you texted <laughs> to me the other day we are you're now less than a 100 days from Russia I mean the the way Brazil went out of the last World Cup that this was this was supposed to be a rejuvenation process they they kicked ass and CONMEBOL the ball qualifying which as we said was maybe the hardest qualification region this cycle and they they just destroyed it and and to lose your talisman, Potentially for the World Cup, that is that is got to be brutal if it does happen.
1: Well, well, let's take a look. Okay, so right now, as we're ninety nine days away, mm-hmm. by the time you folks start listening to this year, at the most, you're ninety eight. Three months, give or take, that's ninety days.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Let's say that was three months from the surgery, which at this point was a week ago. I, I believe, and and also we'll throw this out there. Um, we're not going to do so raw this week because I haven't watched. Sure, but folks, John Cena <laughs> is <laughs> very famous for be you know. Oh God, John Cena is going to be out for nine months, and John Cena is back in four. <laughs> um, <laughs> that, that is a very WWE thing over the over the, over the history of WWE. That's a WWF, WWF WWF. Over oversell the injury, oversell the, and then when they come back early, my God, they're Superman. Yeah. Think about it, John. Oh God, John C is going to be gone for a year. He's back in six months. Oh my God, because he's, God. Triple H has done the same thing. You know, these guys who oh they'll never wrestle again. Back in a year,
2: you
1: know. <laughs> uh, now, I'm not saying that Neymar is doing this, but would you put that past Neymar's? excuse me, Neymar's dad, <laughs> mm, mm, mm. would you, I mean, you know, because he's sitting mm. here and he's like, well, you know, you know, we, realistically we think he's going to be out eight to ten weeks. Right. Which that's two and a half months. You know what, let's just say three, here's the thing, if they throw out three months and he doesn't make it back in time, then you say, well, you know, we said it would be three months pushing it. Mm-hmm. But then, if he's back in two months, you're like, "Wow, you know, he is—he is special. He—he he beat that time by a month because he's special." I—I've I, I've gotten to a point with Neymar, with Neymar, with Ronaldo, with Messi. I, I think not so much Messi as Neymar. And mm-hmm. I think ninety-five percent of everything they do and say is about working their brand. Sure, I could see this as being part of working the brand. Once again, fifth metatarsal, I've broken it. <laughs> I'm not a world class athlete. It's true. I weigh, at the time I broke it, I weighed Neymar plus another Neymar. And I was back in less than eight weeks to play football. Once again, I'm not a professional athlete. Dr. Greg Nelson did a great job on my foot there. He's not. <laughs> He's not a world-class position. <laughs> I, I do not have a 24-7 training team to get me back. What? No. So, no. I, I bench-pressed in the Rocky Mount weight room for <laughs> two months. That didn't do anything for my foot. Um. We've seen guys come back from this injury before. Now, the one thing I would be worried about, I think he's going to be fine to get to the World Cup. Mm-hmm. What I would be worried about, we saw this with Wayne Rooney. I believe it was 2006 mm-hmm. uh, in that World Cup where Rooney was coming in. This is where Rooney had exploded on England and a couple of underage horses. Uh, I didn't say that. Um, I'm sorry. That's the French thing. Oh, uh, man. But anyway, uh, Rooney had broken his metatarsal mm-hmm. And he made it back for the World Cup, but he was not – he was not the Wayne Rooney that England was expecting. Sure. Um, what I would be more worried about as Brazil would be him coming, maybe the injury. You know, let's say, hey, you know, we play a couple of games, and then in the first round of the knockout stage, shit, you know, he hurts it again, and he's out. Mm-hmm. That's more what I would be more worried about. I, I, I think – I think he would have to be in a really bad way to miss the to miss the World Cup okay. because once again everything with Neymar I believe is about and he can't afford to miss a World Cup with that brand. It's true. It would call it would if he misses the World Cup it would cost him millions. Mm-hmm. I agree. And um and that's why I think he will be there. I think he'll be there. It's going to be to what level are we going to have one hundred percent Neymar? Are we going to have eighty percent Neymar? Are we going to have eighty five percent Neymar? And then he
0: and that, that's what, kind of where I was thinking is I don't I don't <laughs> think he's actually going to miss it, but he's right. going to be he's going to be to the point where even if it is let's say these three months, that's going to be bumping right up against it. Is he going to be able to get back into game shape enough? To help this team, I th- I think he'll be able to be there. It's it's how much will he then be able to lend this team, and that's that's really the question that's going to have to be answered. And
1: once and once again, you know, the way modern medicine is and the way professional athletes are able to um, are able to train and rehab, mm-hmm. it's not going to be like it's not going to be like two thousand six <laughs> where you know, it's not going to be even twelve years ago you know, Rooney comes back and, man, he's just out of shape. Neymar will probably be in great shape because they've got the sports scientists, they've got the nutritionists. He's he's going to have every single advantage that an athlete of his stature can have to be ready. It's literally, to me, going to be, does that foot hold up Mm -hmm. over tournament play, which could be seven, eight, games I think 3 seven, three
0: knockouts 7 yeah seven, 7
1: 32, 16, 8, 4 yeah yeah. so well you're looking yeah I think it's 7-8 matches so will it hold up over that month playing that much having not played for 3 months at that point yeah I think you know wind wise you know mm-hmm. cardio wise I think yeah, you know, I think the best thing that can happen for Brazil is to go ahead and wrap up that group quick, yeah. and let him and him like not have to.
0: Play. Sure, and then you just know, go give straight. him
1: a break at the other group
0: Yeah, absolutely. And,
1: and then and then hope you get somebody shit like England. Ah, <laughs> the England team
0: is gonna be good. I
1: say that. I say that in March, folks. By June, I'm gonna be 100 percent England. I
0: know. I can't. I can't wait for our World Cup preview shows. You're gonna be. I'm. Yeah, gonna, you're gonna be so into them. <laughs>
1: And so they're going, "Now, how is West going
0: to convince him that England? Yeah, it's going to, to happen." happen. This that's that's how this whole podcast started with West getting up for England. Don't worry, folks; it's going to happen again. <laughs> All right. Um, our next story is uh, speaking of that World Cup. Uh, VAR has been approved on a permanent basis by the International Football Association <laughs> Board. It will be used at the 2018 FIFA World Cup this summer, as a staunch. Proponent of VAR for forever, and who then saw it get used in the uh, the Spurs Rockdale match the other day. I have to say, oh boy, this mm, if you if you didn't think corruption was going to happen in Russia already, think again. Oh Jesus!
1: I and you know you, you know my deep seated of the NFL very. Um, you know what? The when it comes to replay. The NFL has figured out how to get it right. They just can't figure out what their own rules are. Very
2: true.
1: They just can't decide how to make a call. But you know, when it comes to replay, they haven't figured out how to do it and how to do it right. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! No, no country does it the same. It seems like yeah. You know, Italy doesn't do it like the United States. does doesn't do it like this. Oh, my that's it's terrible. And I just, oh. You know, one thing, another thing to compare the NFL's replay, you know, NFL refs are mic So, you know, after a play, you know, Ed Hockey, guns from, guns from Marine Corps hell, you know, will walk up, turn on the mic and say, after further review, it's been determined that, you know, the receiver did not – have control of the ball going down; therefore, it's not a catch, right? You know, um, uh, Dallas will now have the ball at the. F- <laughs> what we've seen so far with VAR in soccer is all of a sudden, no one knows what's going on. <laughs> the official comes back, waves off the sh- waves off the shot, and it's a goal kick. And everybody's sitting in the stands going, "What the fuck just happened?" <laughs> Pretty much. I think right now, I think that, the in-stadium experience, I think that's almost the biggest issue of VAR, is that there's no communication with anyone. You know, the, the, TV, the TV people kind of make a guess, like, well, I guess this is what he saw. There's no communication over why the match is stopping, what they're looking at, why the decision was made. It's just all of a sudden, you know, you could be watching the announcers hundred percent this is a penalty this has got to be called a penalty oh hmm. no penalty wait why is it suddenly not a penalty when all we're seeing are a hundred replays of a penalty I think that's the big uh, to me that's that's a huge issue with var at the-
0: well luckily there, there's
1: there's no um what's the word I'm looking for consistency uh, well there's no, consistency transparency. There's no tra- transparency there's no transparency there's no transparency as to why was this call made? Right. What was the call you made? And once again, Ed Hockley said he didn't control the ball, so that's why it's not a catch. Well, Var, well, the ball went in. Everybody looked to be onside, but I think this guy 40 yards down here was offside. <laughs> no goal play on.
0: And nobody told us that.
1: Then just tell me that. Yeah. <laughs> then tell me that. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And in Russia, where, like you said, everybody everybody is just under the impression that everyone's corrupt as shit anyway, and the fact that it's FIFA who we know is corrupt as shit anyway, <sighs> buddy. You know, oh my God, Seattle just scored! Oh, Clint Dempsey, seventy seventh minute. Wow, good for old New MLS. Um, Give me my last. Uh, but, but, you know, I, I'm looking at a summer where my work schedule is actually somewhat conducive with these work matches. Mm-hmm. Including, like, the, I'm, I'm off pretty much the whole week of, like, the quarterfinals and semifinals. Nice. So, you know, I'm going to be watching. I'm going to be on vacation. I'm going to have the family there. I'm going to, you know, I'm going have my chance to sit them down and be like, hey, this is why I love this game. And suddenly something's going to happen. So, it's going to be, well, what's this about? Like, I don't know. <laughs> It's just VAR.
0: It's just VAR being VAR. var.
1: I don't know. I think he's Israeli or something. It's VAR.
0: It's like LeVar Burton.
1: (laughs) Who's that? Jesus Christ.
0: He's reading Rainbow. He's from Star Trek.
1: His name's Toby, okay?
0: Um, Quinte Quinte. Um, Real quick, we do, should mention that uh, some Premier League teams are still uh, understandably wary of VAR, and uh, it won't be adopted in the Premier League until at least 2019 at the earliest, and I doubt it will even be done then. As we conclude news and notes, we do want to say a quick um, moment of sorrow for Fiorentina captain Davide story. Oh. Sure. Who died at the age of 31 uh, after after I believe a heart attack uh, in in his hospital. He was getting ready to play on the weekend, and, and his uh, teammates unfortunately found him in the hotel room um, before their Serie A match. Um, just absolutely devastating news. The 31 year old. Oh, we heard Conte talk about him um, before their match against Man City. He had uh, he had interacted with him. I believe he had coached him on the Italian World Cup team, um, and just just a tragedy that such a young life was taken. And again, through no foul play, no, nothing, just, just natural causes. And that's, that's just really, really disheartening. A man who was in very good physical condition to just have that happen to him like that. Just mm. terrible. So
1: did, did they come out? Have they said it was a heart or because, and I'll, I'll get technical real quick. And this is, you know, this is Wes, the, you know, medical field sure. professional that he is. Gav Marcotti, who is maybe one of, if not the best, you know, football mm-hmm. reporter in the world, mm-hmm. he came out and he said, "Yeah, the cause of death is cardiac arrest. Well, here's the thing. Cardiac arrest is something that happens when your heart's.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Cardiac arrest is not the cause. Cardiac arrest is what's actually happening. Mm-hmm. Cardiac arrest can involve a lot of things. I've hit my head and, you know, hit it so damn hard that my brain explodes. I go into cardiac arrest. I have a heart attack. I go into cardiac arrest. I overdose on drugs. I go into cardiac arrest. So cardiac arrest is kind of like, well, pretty much everybody who dies sort of goes through cardiac arrest. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because cardiac arrest is the cessation of the heart from beating. Mm -hmm. Well... Eventually, the heart stopped for everybody. <laughs>
0: and it and it was it was reported by multiple so people that it, it was a heart attack. Yes.
1: Okay. Okay. Well, that makes that makes a little more sense. Then. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I could have just two nil and blew it. Um. But, uh, okay, so that does clear it up a little bit for me. I hadn't seen any follow up the last few days. Thank you for clearing that up for me.
0: Yep. So deepest condolences to the from the all new sports show and the foreign Affairs podcast to the Astori family. Just. Very, very yeah. tragic news. I believe he had just become a father, to 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 yeah. like like a couple days prior. Very terrible story. So we we end the show now because we do not have a so raw this week with with the watch for and
2: my bad.
0: My, my bad. And we do ask Wes, what have you been watching in the week that was or the week that will be?
1: I did finally get a chance to catch up on some tally. Um, did I talk about Walking Dead last week? Not really. Yeah, Carl, Carl's dead. Yay! All right, the war, the war continues. It was actually a decent episode this week. The war continues. Uh, I'm not getting much. Um, some other things I've been catching up on. Uh, Seal Team is back after the Olympic and uh, that God, that shit's great. They're they're deployed there in Afghanistan now, so it's a, it's even more action action than it was before. Love me some SEAL team. Damn you. Oh, David borean's Angel. You're amazing. You're a gorgeous, gorgeous man, and you're amazing. Um, I, I've spoken of this show before, a, a Comedy Central show called Another Period.
0: Yes, yes, you have.
1: <laughs> Which is um Natasha Natasha Logano, Ricky uh, old uh, God, I cannot remember that shit is funny as hell <laughs> it's a period piece based in the early 19, uh 1900s in uh, I believe Newport Rhode Island mm-hmm. and it's kind of like it's kind of like a 19 teens version of it's always sunny in Philadelphia they are horrible people <laughs> I mean and, and they they take they take um, it's always sunny and just go to the next level with it uh, Michael Ian Black is in it. He plays the uh, manor Butler, mm-hmm. Mr. Peepers.
0: Oh, I love Mr. Peepers. Uh,
1: oh my God! I see. He, his, but but there's just there's so many. You, you know this this day and age when everybody's so damn up um, in arms about anything politically, someone says, the best shows are the most politically incorrect ones. And this was just so damn bad. Oh my god! The latest episode: uh, two of the two of the characters who are—they're um, the husbands of the two main character females. Well, they're actually they're gay together, um, and they became policemen. They were sworn in as policemen just basically because they wanted to assert their authority over other people. Fantastic! Uh, and they—they they turned their they turn their their wrath to the uh, the greasers who just moved in next door, aka the Italians. Of course, uh, of of which uh, the matriarch of the family, Pasi Peretti.
0: Wow.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, it, it, that this show has damn. <clears throat> uh, it's I mean, spicy. it has. Oh, the, the cameos are just amazing on this show because you're always oh wait a minute oh no that's it. yeah great. Uh, just in the last few weeks, uh, we've seen a baby go down a well. Um, and he's hey. still down there. As far as I know, he's still down there. Wow. Um, there's been an ongoing uh, romance between brother and sister. Mm. Um, and there was a, uh, there was where brother and sister actually fell in love without actually realizing who each other was. Oh, because they're complete idiots, Makes and uh, the the brother of the family president and is now running for president. Wow! Because you know, but I mean, if you know, I think it's a it's over the top, but at the same time, there are so many little little tidbits in there to pick up on. So many little just bad jokes. And when I say bad, I don't mean like you know, bad like all oh, this I mean bad like oh this is offensive but hilarious. Oh, and you wonder where I get my shit from. Yes. Uh, but yeah, go go um I would I would suggest it. I love it. It's called Mother Period. I believe this is three. Mm. It comes on Comedy Central Tuesday nights, ten thirty. I'm sure you can find it on the demand. It is worth a watch.
0: Well, if you're talking about gay cops and Chelsea Peretti, I think that flows very nicely into my watch floor for the week. And that's and that's the 9-9. Nine nine. I'm done. Nine nine. I'm done. Nine nine. You're done? I, I'm totally caught up.
1: You're caught up. Oh, I, I believe we got the new...
0: Yes. I know. The, the the restart happens in just like, I think, about 10 days. And I, I'm excited. The sh- Sheamus, he's, he's, he's done something very bad. He, he made a very big threat to Captain Raymond Holt. And I'm I'm not and he he threatened Kevin. And I don't like when people threaten Kevin, because Kevin is amazing.
1: You don't Not at all. <sighs> Why would anyone want to threaten Kevin?
0: I mean, the only thing worse he could have done at that point was to threaten Cheddar. Oh don't Cheddar. don't threaten Cheddar. Um yeah, we we finally the one-name producer Jack and I finally finished catching up with Brooklyn 99. Um and also shout out To uh to one name producer Jackie, for figuring out that Chelsea Peretti was pregnant in the shows much much earlier than I did. She she (laughs) caught it she she caught the clothes and the positioning and and, then the face and everything. She was like, oh, she's preggers. I'm like, oh, oh she actually is she actually is. And then they made her in there. So I'm glad to see I'm glad to see her finally back now as we finished off uh, the halfway through season five. Um, the vulture making his return oh, uh, to, oh, to 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 steal to steal the venue <laughs> wow. of of Jake uh, Jake my and uh, yes, how dare he and uh, and Rosa coming out as, as bisexual to her father whose name is currently escaping me. <laughs> oh, it's, <laughs> not,
1: well, it's it's Jimmy
0: Smith. No, 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 no Rosa Rosa's father.
1: Oh my bad, my bad, my bad. That's Amy's.
0: Yeah. Um, um,
1: God, Jesus, I can't picture him at the moment.
0: What oh. is his... He's he's the very angry man. He's the very angry Latino man who has a machete and a lot of things. Oh, it's uh,
1: Danny Trejo.
0: Yes, yes, Danny Trejo. Yes, it's Rose's, Rose's father who comes to under who comes to respect, if not understand, her bisexuality at the end of it's. Oh, it's great! It's great! It's a great show. Just. Oh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine and, and is really just, good.
1: And, and just real quick. And is um, is Charles Boyle's uh,
0: adopted son, Nikos? <laughs> what a
1: great running joke. <laughs>
0: the fact that nobody can say it yeah. right is, is, is awesome. There's so many good running jokes in this show. I, I, oh, I
1: what do you, you think about Charles Boyle? The f- <laughs> <laughs>
0: I like I like so much that they'll do running gags. That they did this latest Thanksgiving episode, and I legitimately thought at the beginning of the episode that something had happened, and I had gone back to a previous Thanksgiving episode. I'm like, uh-huh. wait, I re- I remember this scene. I remember him coming in in this exact suit. I remember. Oh no, this is something different happening. Oh, he's stuck in the elevator. Oh, oh no, oh no, oh Charles.
1: Just, just
0: a great cast. I, really,
1: I, I, can't, I can't decide if my favorite character is actually Charles.
0: I just, I waver. It, it depends on the moment. I, I feel like my favorite character is Rosa, but I just, I don't know. I don't know. Everybody. So,
1: there's so much good stuff in that. Everybody and, just and, has a moment to show. And shine. then my favorite running criminal is, uh, of course,
0: I love, I love. I Daniel
1: I'm, I'm waiting for Doug Judy to come back.
0: Oh, he he has to. He has to at this and point. And for
1: Jake Peralta to once again trust him yeah. and then get screwed as he always does.
0: That cruise episode is fantastic. It's just. Oh yeah. It's just. It's all so good. I love the show so oh, much. Yeah. It's and and once again, it's another Michael Sure show. It's almost like this guy knows how to make television programs. Weird. Yeah. He's. He was on the. He wrote for the office, then uh, he did Parks and Rec, and then he did Brooklyn Nine Nine. Now he's doing The Good Place. Hi, um, he's a Red Sox fan, so that's great. Um, so, that a
1: plus in life.
0: Hey, went went to Harvard, I think. So that's that's good for him. Harvard grad. That's very very smart man.
1: Marcus can Harvard Young. <laughs> can uh, okay, I just run out of shit to say now? That's
0: fine. We've all run out of shit to say. That's we've run it we've been running out of shit to say for 200 episodes, and that's how we're gonna cap this one off. Once again, as we are presented by NGSC Sports and NGSC We never stop, even if this podcast is about to. You can find them on Twitter. You can also find us on Twitter as a collective at AFA you are. I'm at WestParentShall21. I am at Edward Green. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube via our parent show, the all-new sports show. Those podcasts are still going up on YouTube to this day. Uh, you can also email us, allnewsportshow at gmail.com. And lastly, thanks to our podcast providers, including podbean.com, Stitcher, Spreaker, the r Heart Radio Network, the TuneIn Radio app, and the Google Play Music Store, and the iTunes music store. I should really start writing this down. Um, but thanks to all of them. And thank you to you guys for listening for 200 solid episodes. Here's to another 200. Maybe we'll see. Um, until, until the computer and the internet breaks, we'll be giving you our thoughts. You guys in the Balkans. Cause we, you're our number one fans. We know it. Um, so, so Wes, before we, before we close out, is there anything else you'd like to add?
1: I will say, you know, we did pretty good to remember that. On, uh, on our favorite television the Men and Blade show, uh, Roger and Devo actually forgot that it was their 100th episode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they ended up doing a uh, special 102nd episode. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because, you know, what's more suboptimal than doing a special for your 102nd? Episode? It's all. It's very hard. Arlo Wild. Yeah. Arlo White um, has been in the studio for the last month due to the Olympics. Uh, he's going to be heading back out, and um, he actually did an entire episode uh, of the TV show with Raj and Deva, mm-hmm. and it was uh, it was great
0: stuff. And you mentioned that uh, Lady Rebecca will be back. On the NBC Sports bright and early Saturday morning, as Arlo will be on the mic in the gantry at Old Trafford for United Liverpool. That's the big match of the weekend. Um, it, it's going to be a big one. It's going to be a fun one. As long as Josie has a Rebecca's
1: back there. Uh, back on. And my wife is getting itself back together. Oh. Two, my, two, my two blonde uh, NBC uh, ladies. <laughs>
0: Oh, that's what it's all about. So, from a call on crime, Wes Bradshaw, I am Edward Green. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Afford Affair podcast. We will catch you guys next week for episode 201. Until then, stay safe and enjoy the football.
1: Good night, Brazil. Don't worry, three months isn't really three months.
0: It's true. I think they work on the metric system, so it's like completely different. Define the word. Yeah. You're listening to NGSE Sports Radio. Hear us live on NGSE Sports.com where you can get awesome analysis for all things sport. Or check out our podcasts on iHeartRadio, Spreaker, iTunes, TuneIn, and much more. For our latest videos, head to NGSC Sports' YouTube
1: channel. Follow us on Twitter at NGSC Sports and like us on Facebook. NGSC Sports. We never stop.